I've had a weird obsession with limits lately. I mean, I've kind of always had an obsession with limits, but it changes up a lot, right? When I was younger as a writer, that obsession on limits was in just ignoring every one of them, right? I didn't pay attention to rules or or ideas or styles or anything else. Like, I was my own thing, and I think every artist of any type goes through that phase where we're just like throw everything out and just kind of make noise. I sort of think that's the start of an artist is throw everything out and make noise. If you're not doing that, I dare say you're more of a marketer. As a guy who works in marketing, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think sometimes well-marketed people want to confuse themselves with people that have a real driving passion for what they're doing. That's why I see so many people write a book and then they bail on it because it didn't make them a million dollars. And then you watch the one person who's written 50 and made nothing on any of them but keeps doing it because they have to. So I've been thinking a lot about limits because I'm going into this phase where I'm experimenting again with different forms and stuff. Specifically, I'm, I'm playing around with microfiction, this idea of telling a story in two to three hundred words. I'm not sure how good I'll be at it, but we're going to find out. And I got to thinking about when I was in college uh, the first time. <laughs> so you know you're old when you go, I was in college the first time. But when I was in college the first time, I had poetry classes that, that made me work in forms, and I had playwriting classes that made me write in structures and forms and limits. And I strained so hard against them. I really did. Like, I, I pushed and pushed and pushed. And, and as a playwright, I was well beyond the ability to be actively produced in any professional theater because I just wanted everything on the damn stage. And we were going to have a chorus. And we had this, and we had that, and we had the other, and we had flashback scenes. And, and everything that I could throw into the damn play, I threw into the damn play. Um, and poems. I loved doing the free verse thing because free verse is poet bullshit. Like, can we just, can we just call it that for a minute? Not, okay, look, my friends who are poets who write free verse and, and do it on a very kind of still on a structure, you do great. But for the rest of us that just get up there and throw bullshit out of our mouths so that we can sound good at open mic nights and we say, yeah, it's free form poetry. It's us being fucking lazy. It is like, here's what I'm going to tell you. Anyone can do anything operated without limits, Right. Like, without constraints, you can do whatever you want. I'm not kidding. Like, okay, um, we're going to have a NASCAR race, and fuck it, you start whenever you feel like it. Okay, I'll start now while none of the other drivers are going. Might win. You know? What makes things difficult is when we start putting constraints on them, right? I mean, if basketball didn't have any rules, if you could just walk the ball around a court, it wouldn't nearly be as challenging, would it? But you also wouldn't find the greatness in it. Think about it. What's any great basketball player? What are they? Like, they're great because they had to play within rules of a game. And they found a way to elevate that game, even with restrictions placed on what they could do. That's kind of phenomenal. It's the same thing with writing. It's what I learned in those poetry classes and all was to learn to respect and love form. I mean, it took a while. Like, they had to beat that thing slowly into my prefrontal lobe with a two-by-four and a railroad spike because I just wasn't going to let it go. But eventually they got it into there. 
where I realized that, man, those, it, 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 it's easy to be creative again, when you have no constraints, I just go, I just make shit up. Okay. You just make shit up. And I was creative because creating's not that hard. Creating something that moves others, creating something that can have impact. That's an entirely different ballgame, but creating, it's not hard. I always laugh. Everybody's a writer, guys. Literally everyone listening to this has written something on a piece of paper. You're now a writer. I mean, if we're going to get to definitions and titles, right? Limits. But how many of you could write a sonnet? Or would? I mean, probably most of you could pull it off. It would be a little bit difficult, but you could figure it out. If you had the right people to guide you on it, you could do it. It's a sonnet, guys. It's not like, you know... It's not rocket physics here. It's just, it's, it's a sonnet. But could you do one that would have impact? Could you do one that would, that would really have impact on people? I, I don't know. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. I don't know if I could or couldn't. I'd have to do it. Any given sonnet is a new chance, right? It's a new run. But what I can tell you is this. Your creativity goes up when you're put inside of a box, right? That's become the new catchphrase. Oh, get outside the box. Think creatively. Be out here. It's so much harder to be creative inside the box. And your creativity, like a muscle, gets so much stronger when you start learning how to work within constraints and confines and play with rules and bend rules and twist rules and shape them to what you want. Right From a poetry writing perspective, you become a better poet when you can look at a structure of a poem and say, ah, this repetitive structure would go for good for this kind of message that I'm trying to incorporate, and I'm using the structure now as a device within the poem. That's when you're really kicking ass, guys. It is. It's absolutely when you're really kicking ass. Anything beyond that, uh, you know, okay, I wrote free verse and it kind of sort of rhymes and it sort of vaguely has a rhythm and, and that's about all I'm going to do because I don't feel like doing it and I'm just going to talk however I want to talk and I'm not going to edit, right? Like the, the thing that I think differentiates the pro writer from the amateur writer is the amateur never wants to edit. They, they never want an editor. They always want to just like produce and put out and that's it. Shipping is not the amateur's problem. Editing is the amateur's problem. The pro's problem is not editing, it's shipping. It's the most insane thing ever. And it's probably because the amateur just wants that immediate accolade for having done it. And the pro wants to make something perfect. See, we go the wrong way with this. We tell people to exceed their limits, to break free, to find... We, we have this whole, like, open, plain, bullshit narrative going on. But you're just not burned into that world, guys burn into that world. What am I, Irish now? You're not born into that world. I am 39 years old. And every single morning I wake up is borrowed time. And here's the kicker. I don't care if you're two minutes old. Every single minute of time on this planet is borrowed time. I stock books in a bookstore five days a week. It is the most humbling reminder of my mortality because I love to read. I know that's a huge shock coming from a writer, but I do. I love to read. I love reading. And that bookstore is a monument to how I will never read all of the books that I want to read. 
I've read almost, I've read over 60 books this year and I will never read all of the books I want to read. It won't have, I will never do it. Because there are thousands of volumes and there'll be thousands more and every year more of them come and every year I'm like, oh, but I want to read that one too. Oh, and that one too and that one too. I will never read everything I want to read. It's a sobering reminder of mortality, really. You won't either. I think about this in my writing and I think about this in my life. I've been thinking a lot about limits. I'm about to go on a 30-day social media like free time where I just don't deal with social media. So if you're listening to this, I hope you're subscribing because I'm not posting these on social media for 30 days. And I don't care because it's not about, yeah, I've never did this podcast to become rich or famous. You all know that. But, I mean, think about the limits. I only have so many years to do what I want to do. I only have so much time to get done what I want to get done. That's it. I don't care how hard I try or what I do. You know, I only have so much time to do that. That's it. That's all the time I've got. And I got to live with it. You know, you were born and it's like God or the universe or whatever you identify that divine conduit as said here, here's something for you. Try not to waste it. Combine that with love other people and do it as one thing. And that's the lifetime's worth of work for most human beings. If you think you've got that figured out, you probably don't. Right? You probably don't. I don't. I've been running around meeting people and talking to people and trying to get to know people. And, and I still don't know how to love people as well as I should. Or how to use my talent fully. And it's been 39 years. Like, that's the thing, right? That's what you got to do. You got to just grab hold and decide what you're going to do. Like, I will tell you, I am one day going to die with work unfinished. It's going to happen. But I will carve every bit of every story I can as deep into the earth as I can get it to go before I do. I will love people as best I can and learn as much as I can from them before I go. I will enwrap my life in storytelling before I go. And I don't give a shit about the diets and I don't care about the CrossFit workout and I don't care about my meditation practice. I don't care about my yoga practice because I don't have one. I don't care about homebrewing or, you know, cigar connoisseuring. I, I don't care. And, and hear me when I say this. That doesn't mean you can't care about that shit. It just means I don't have enough time in my life to worry about everything. I have this one crazy beautiful life with whatever crazy amount of years are remaining in my bank balance that I won't know until it's time to cash out. To do it. And that's where limits come in. So I've been thinking, I, you know, I've, I've removed myself from some circles. I've walked away from some events. 
Hell, even on the worst side, guys, I have people that just don't add anything to my life, so we just don't talk anymore. Look, I, I don't wish them any ill will, but I also know that nothing good comes from my interaction with them, and so there's no reason to be there. It's like me and alcohol. I don't drink. It's not that I never drank. It's that I don't drink now, and I don't drink now and haven't drank it over a year because I, I don't want to. Nothing good comes from it. With me, if you can go have a glass of wine, be my guest. I don't care. This isn't a podcast about sobriety. So I've cut those things out of my life that need to be cut. I've changed. I've shifted. I've done what needs to be done. Not all of it, not by a long shot, but I'm working on it. I'm understanding my limits, the, the, the constraints of what I want to do in this one crazy, wild, incredible life that I have. You can't do it all. And it's okay that you can't do it all. Like, it really is okay that you can't do everything. If you could, there would be no value to it. If there was never an end time to life, what would be the value to living it? If you were immortal, it would be pointless. You could do shit whenever you wanted. You'd be the world's great procrastinator because there'd never be an end. What makes these incredible works and lives that we see so amazing to us is that they did it with such limited time, such borrowed time, because limits are real. Yes, space is ever-expanding. Sure, there's all kinds of proof for expansion and things like that. No, your life doesn't keep expanding. Shit keeps filling it up. And you can call it a scarcity mindset if you want. But talk to parents. Right? Seriously, I was in the military for a long time. Talk to parents. Now, I'm not saying parents don't love their children, because they do. Parents that I served with in the military, parents I know now love their kids, but none of them would bullshit you and be like, oh yeah, miraculous amounts of time just opened up on the other end of my kids. There's a deadline, guys. And you don't know what it is. And my advice is you get busy doing what you want to do. Forget get busy living. Like, hopefully you're doing that. And if you're not, then really seriously look through the Attitude Adjustment Handbook. But get busy doing whatever the hell it is you're going to do or get busy dying. Because I promise you, on your deathbed, if you didn't go out and you didn't write that song or you didn't write those poems or you didn't try those things or you didn't play within the limits because there are no limits for me and there will be an ever-expanding amount of time for me in my consciousness... And I always have one eye a little bit on the future. I'm not, I'm not staring at it going, oh, one day it's going to be this. But I'm aware that it ends. Just like I'm aware that there's a limit on the amount of words you can put in a sonnet. There's a limit on the number of repetitions you can do in a pantoum. There's a word limit on microfiction. So what does that mean? Well, find out your limits, man. Find them out. What limits do you have? What do you want to do? 
What do you, what do you really want to do? Like at the end of your life, what do you want to have achieved? Do you really want the BMW? Because if you do, great, go get that son of a bitch. Because if that's the thing that would bother you on the deathbed, that is a really easy goal to take care of. If you want to be an artist or you want to be a writer or you want to be something else, then go do it. And if you have a bunch of people that you feel don't contribute to you, fine. You don't look, you don't have to go tell them off on the town square, but you also don't have to talk to them, and it's fine. Move forward. Your limits are going to make you stronger. They make you better. They make you understand things more. It's not scarcity. It's reality. Because believe me when I say this, and I've read a lot of the books on it, and I've dealt with a lot of the coaches, there's a fine line between an abundance mindset and absolute self-delusional bullshit. What do you want to do with that tiny little bit of time you have left? See, I stopped drinking because I didn't want to keep wasting time. And I never felt like my time on alcohol was time well spent. In fact, it wreaked horrible havoc with my mental health, too. So I stopped drinking. What are you going to do with that one wild and crazy, amazing little ride of life that you get? Because it's incredible. You can do a lot with it. But you got to figure out what you want to do. How you want to do it. And then put your heart and your mind and your passion into working around those restraints and those limits. Work all of those little parts into you into making that amazing dream even better. You can, you know. You can do it. You just have to decide to do it. When I was a young writer, I had to decide that limits weren't the end of my ability to be creative. They were just a challenge to make me even more creative. They were the limit where I really found out how creative I actually was. The limits on your life are the same thing. How badly do you want it? How passionate are you really? Life limits tell you a ton. If you keep fighting and you keep working, even with the limits, you must want it pretty bad. If you keep waiting for the limits to expand so that you have infinite whatever, you're afraid. And I can't tell you how to beat that fear except to confront it and realize you've got a limit. I have been. I've been thinking a lot about limits lately. And I'm thankful for them. I'm really grateful for the limits and the limitations that are presented to me because they make me work. I have to learn. I have to confront the challenge and I like it. 
That's what I've been thinking about lately. And as always, if you don't agree with me, by all means, that's, that's your right. But think about those limits in your life and what they mean. Think about how they work. Think about how passionate you have to be because of them. Like I said, you've just given me like 20-something minutes of your life. Hopefully it was worth it. With any luck, you were multitasking and doing something else. All right, everybody. That's it. I'm at my limit. So I'll see you all next time.